0: The sutra, known as the Heart of the Perfection of Wisdom, starts with the words in Sanskrit, rupa-shunyata-shunyata-rupam, form, emptiness, emptiness, form. The standard translation is form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Form is not other than emptiness, emptiness not other than form feelings, perceptions, formations, and consciousness all are like this. So it's all contained in the first line. Form is emptiness. Form is the first of the five khanda. So all of the khanda are emptiness, or are they are marked by emptiness. Marked is a good word for it. Emptiness being one of the qualities that always inheres, is always part of the khandhas. I wonder about the translation, forms are empty. Since we often think of the kanda the skanda, in terms of Experiences of which there are pluralities, of which there are many. Uh, We say form, feelings, perceptions, formations, and consciousness. So, uh, ambiguously going singular and plural through the list. Form, singular, is a concept. And that concept is empty of essence. Forms, plural, are experiences that we have. And those experiences, the forms that show up in our experience, are empty of essence. Empty of essence partly means indefinable. When we look for the ideal or essential form that corresponds to a given thing or experience or moment or entity, we can't find it. If we look for the essential chairness of a chair, we have to start making definitions. What makes a chair a chair? Its availability for sitting on is not enough. Rocks are available for sitting on, but they're not chairs. So, the craftedness, the human-made-ness of chairs being available for sitting on, but of course platforms that people make are available for sitting on and they're not chairs. So there's something about the, the feet on the floor posture, um, but that also doesn't mean that ledges upon which people would sit in that way are chairs. So it turns out that the word chair is isolated by language and culture. Chair means chair in English because of the set of associations that English-speaking people may have about chairs. Certainly, a um, chair in another language is a different thing. Brings up a different set of associations to those people who speak it even if we think of the two words as direct translations, still the association is different. At the very least, the word is different. So there's no essential chair. There's, there's an evolving cultural experience that language tries to point to, that language approximates, that language approximates more or less skillfully. Empty means marked by difference. Empty means empty of essence where essence is, can be pinned down in any way. The forms are empty points to the fragility impermanence karmic nature really of forms of all the forms we encounter saying in the plural takes it out of the realm of form the concept being empty, which is a little deeper. Start with the things that are right in front of you. Each of these things can't be pinned down. But my grasping onto them being a certain way depends on pinning them down. Even to the concept existence, which is a cultural concept Is not shared by everybody in the same way. Therefore, existence can't be said to be a universal, only a perspective, an idea. If everything is marked by difference, it becomes very difficult to grasp, since you have to constantly shift your focus, the focus of the grasp, onto new objects this is exhausting emptiness also is a form that line helps prevent the mistake of turning emptiness into an ontological absolute if emptiness is the nature of all things and there's nothing that is not empty then emptiness can be a a cipher for God or existence itself but that doesn't work emptiness itself is empty which is a really nice paradox it means it's a concept that is marked by difference, not shared by everybody, but that when in a certain context points toward or triggers or is interwoven with the possible direct experience, the possible experience of a very substantial shift for the being who sees it. Many conditions need to be assembled for that to happen. When it does happen, emptiness itself being a form is not a problem. It was only a signpost. if all of the core concepts in the religion are empty, including emptiness. Including existence and non-existence, so being and nothingness are also concepts marked by emptiness, forms marked by emptiness. Experiences marked by emptiness. Even nothingness, since it derives its existence from the existence of existence, sorry about that one, it's true, it is a concept that is empty, or it's marked by difference. Different cultures and kinds of beings think of or don't think of at all nothingness or non-existence in quite different ways. All of them can be true because they all describe the direct or the, the, the accumulated experience of a culture with its language. They are, no view is untrue. Truth and falsity themselves are empty. They are marked by difference. So then the dharma itself is empty, of course. The concept nirvana or nirvana is empty. The experience of it is distinct, so they say. but any description of it is empty. When this degree of integration... integration of a certain glimpse into the all-pervading nature of this, this quality concept, emptiness, voidness absence of fixity absence of essence when this glimpse is integrated fully the impulse to grasp withers for for lack of objects For lack of response from the world, this state is indescribable, but gets described. negative, gone, gone, something that we have been present with, something that has been part of our experience for a very long time, seems gone. is gone, gone is synonymous with emptiness. So the habit of ignorance is itself empty. you can then say that it's already gone. That everything is already gone. And gone doesn't describe an ultimate state as much as the other pole of the dyad of existence and non-existence, of essences. There is the existence of essences in the form of beliefs, relationship, connection with distinct things within the perception that they sustain. This is not illusion, but it's empty. Every part of it is empty. The other side of the oscillation is the recognition. The other side of the oscillation appears after the recognition of emptiness. And in that expression something is gone. The two poles oscillate to experience the emptiness or gone side of the dyad. the activity of Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. Buddhas are the absolute expression of that side of the dyad. Bodhisattvas are the temporal expression of it. The same realization, but embedded in the swing, back and forth. The swing is chosen by bodhisattvas. It's what makes them bodhisattvas. The intention to continue existing. Even though existence is seen as empty, the intention to continue and, and folded within or engaged with the reality of being. And Buddha is when resting in the gone has stabilized and been embraced fully. Neither one is better than the other. They are themselves a dyad of intention in relation to existence. Bodhi, wakefulness, is the primary quality of that dyad.